Not game. <laughs> Can we just like stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. And welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. I'm Alex. Trying to win. All right, we got the the Podmen are all back together, and uh, we got a little bit of stuff to talk about here. Mainly uh, looking back at a few retro reviews and everything, uh, but uh, I guess the big news is a new Spider-Man uh, teaser trailer, uh, or is it a trailer? They call it a teaser trailer. They call it a trailer. I don't know what it's called, but it's almost three minutes long. It's yeah, you, teaser. You can't call it a teaser anymore. Uh, and we got a couple of new shows, new episodes of What If, and uh, something about Hills or something like that from Brian. I have no idea yes. what that's all about. We got a new episode of Titans today. A new episode of Titans. So let's just yeah. uh, let's hop into the news. <laughs> all right. As we talked about at the, the top there, the big news is Spider-Man No Way home no direction yeah. home what is there's this too many homes now like far from home was at least a distinction by being three words but now we have another three word title so there's 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 so much confusion in the- but yeah, yeah so there's no way home no way home uh no way home. and uh i think again i think they may have called it a teaser trailer but they gave away pretty much the they're they're laying out the plot of the movie here <laughs> i mean there's no yeah. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? There's, there's no subtlety. <laughs> and to Alex's point, I, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed if Spider-Man Four is not homesick. That would be good. I think it should be a, a glimpse into the future and be called Homebody. And Peter's like, like mm. dad, like Mr. Mom kind of thing. Home or style. homeless, homeless. How about home slice? Home slice, oh. home style. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna. Uh. Boom. Yeah, you just need to lay down, Podman Ryan. Uh, well, let's take a little listen to it first. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. And uh, we get a wink and a nod, and he, he does it. Uh, so, uh, Pod, uh, Podman Ron, why don't you uh, kind of tee up the uh, tee up the trailer here? What did we learn from this trailer? You picked the absolute worst. Person. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't watch it. Well, strange. Well, here's what it was. No, it was it, good. It, it was good. I liked it. It was good. No. Uh, it's basically going with the uh, uh, storyline from uh, Peter Parker and when he wanted to get rid of the fact that his identity was exposed to the world. This happened about, what, 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? And But instead of using Doctor Strange in that storyline, uh, he used um, Mephisto, everybody's favorite I love uh, villain right now. Yeah, I mean, so and, uh, so let's, let's just pause right there. So now, are, is Mephisto going to enter in finally? Are we? Well, fine? you know, they honestly they keep saying that you know Doctor Strange's odd behavior in this uh, trailer could be uh, Mephisto instead of Doctor Strange mm. casting this spell. So uh, it could go along with the way the comic book, which the uh, storyline in the comic book was called uh, "One More Day," and that 
pretty much erased Peter Parker's marriage to Mary Jane. Not to be confused uh, with the Les Miserables song, yeah. Day More. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure the, listeners are, would be confused by that. Yeah, exactly. I, it erased uh, Harry Osborne being dead. I mean, it, it kind of erased a lot, a good 20 years of continuity in the Spider-Man comic book. So John Bell's just fit into the story. This is, uh, this is kind of going along the same line, I believe, so... For like 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Until we have The Sinister Six and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I still feel like uh, we're going to get at least a hint of Miles Morales before this is all said and done. I think you're right, too. Uh, why, would they, yeah, why would they not, right? Why would they not? But there's also like a clue that they kind of said... Uh, uh, was it Toby McGuire? Or not Toby McGuire, but um, Tom Holland said, you know, there's not three Spider-Man in this movie. There's four. Right? So, but I think by the end, like, even if it's just like a tease, it's going to be okay, you know, the universe is fractured, that sort of thing, and then they tease Miles Morales also came through. Doesn't necessarily appear, but now he's in the MCU. So... Well, what what if they bring back the Spider-Man from the 70s, live-action 70s show? That would be good. What's Jeff? that guy doing? What's that guy doing right now? Personally speaking, I want Jeff Spider Man. I want to. Jump. He's got to be eighty, so <laughs> probably not a lot. Yeah, but they could bring him back just to you know have him uh, aging Spider Man in bed. Just yeah, why not? What's happening? Uh, a female Spider Man? Are we not going to get a female Spider Man? A Spider Woman in this well, fractured reality? We're getting that in Secret Invasion. Right, I mean, the the big rumor is that uh, Amelia Clark is, pay, is playing Spider Woman, oh, Jessica yeah. Drew. Okay, I have money on Abigail Brand, but we'll see. I think Abigail she's going to play Miss Sword Lady herself. But I think the trailer's kind of mid. You know, it's kind of what? Like, it's not the greatest trailer of all time. It's just kind of like well, usually the usually the first trailer, but is not. But so. like this is, I mean, you're talking about a trailer that. And it's it's already passed in game in trailer views. It's passed. It's beat every trailer record so far. Like, but if you really, watch, it's kind of just it's kind of poor. It, it doesn't. I I mean, again, Alex, you and I, uh, I'm on your side on this one, Alex. It didn't. Uh, I am too. It didn't excite me to make me say like, oh my god, I cannot wait for this fucking movie. I'm like, huh, okay. Really, maybe want to go do is watch Spider Man Two, like. <laughs> Like, when you're looking at, like, and I, I never had noticed it until I saw that trailer, the, the shot of Doc Ock in the trailer. But, like, there's such a, such a distinction between Sam Raimi directing and John Watts. There's, like, when in those Sam Raimi movies, the characters look so alive and vibrant, and it looks just so energetic. In this, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a Marvel huh. movie. Okay. This, is, this is pretty dull and generic and... Kind of really dull. I mean, it's I mean, pretty dull. All the colors are dull. It out and really just like gray. It's just gray everywhere. It's just gray. Minus when Doctor Strange is doing his little whoop de whoop. But like other than that, like what's really like even like, the Sanctum Centaurus? I, mean, I, I feel why I'm thankful <laughs> that Doctor Octopus finally figured out how to put a shirt on with the tentacles. Well, that's good. So yeah. I mean, I'm thankful for that. Well, yeah. this is a variant. Doc Ock, obviously. No, uh, I think it's no, I, I think it's the same one. He's got a very tight button up around his neck. I noticed <laughs> this one. He was wearing a shirt when the bomb, when the when the uh, reactor exploded. 
That's the variation. Uh, that's the very, and then he has much tighter skin too around his face. No, I, I see what you're you're all saying about this trailer. I mean, I know it wasn't like wow, like action packed, but what it did reveal was, you know, we knew that we were getting Doc Ock, so we we got we got him there in the movie in the trailer showed him, but then you got a tease of the Green Goblin with the the pumpkin bomb. Right. But you also got teases of stuff that we haven't really heard about, like Sandman and, and the lizard. Right. And so you, you got basically a couple of teases of those that we had no idea that we almost have could possibly be in it. So now, you know, you know, the, the network, the, the net people are going nuts and are, you know, putting together the sinister six. So right. it means everywhere now. This, about that. But I think this tune rings oddly kind of familiar where Spider-Man franchises usually jump the shark in their <laughs> in their last or second movie where they cram a fuck ton of villains in and are like, <laughs> right. oh, go nuts, man. Let's do it. And then everyone's like, wow, that was a complete dumpster fire and had so lack of it's gonna have a lot of people in it, a lot of characters well yeah well, and so did and so did civil war back Ooh. in the day we and at least two other spider-man we know there's six villains total yeah guys this is a plenty lot. plenty of people this is this is maybe right. too many people like and did you say that during civil war and did you that say that out? during Endgame, yeah. alex yeah, and in game, I but, mean, they had all. I did. You know what? I did have the same kind of worry during Civil War. Well, you were wrong. You're right. <laughs> Dead <don't>, wrong. <laughs> but I'm, Dead wrong, son. That was one of the first Marvel movies I saw where I was like, "Oh, that was just fine." Like, I don't love Civil War. <laughs> I don't. I don't love it. I but didn't I also, either. They did do a good job of balancing. It definitely followed oh, character's story. That's fine. You can love it. I don't really care. I do. I. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very familiar tune. Like, this is a worry. There's a worry here. between the, a worry. Between a worry. Actorial style and a really bloated cast, that's a really complicated mixture. And I think it needs to be addressed. Not that Marvel isn't good at handling a big cast. That this is a lot. Well, well we, can only hope that, just fine. we well, can only hope that Morbius gets <laughs> in there as well, right? To Alex's point. You've got yeah. So you've got think about every all the beats you've got to hit. You've got a you've got Doctor Strange, right? You've got Peter. You've got Peter and Peter. You've got Sinister Six. A lot of Peter. Then you've got to wedge in. You know, now we we also introduced J. Jonah Jameson, so he's got to have springtime. And then you've got to develop the relationship with him and Mary Jane. And then when Mary Jane forgets him and that whole plot line, right? And when Ned, you know, forgets that he's Spider Man, and then you got to fit, you know, squeeze in. Um, happy, and you got to squeeze in uh, Aunt May. It's like holy shit! Like, like you're going to have to hit all of these plot points. It's going to be—is anything going to have time to actually stick and land? Is wow. Peter actually going to have growth? <laughs> like, it, it no feels one cares like, about that. They just want action and, and it, new costumes. It for God feels sakes. like oh god, no, I don't want no new costumes. Well, yeah, well, but, you got plenty. You got like four of them in this fucking trailer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's funny is that like. The, like this could have been Spider-Man Four, and I think we would have been better off because, honestly, Far From Home set up a perfect Spider-Man movie, and just a simple narrative of Peter. Like that was all you had to do. You had Scorpion, Craven the Hunter, called a fucking day. Jesus Christ! But no, <laughs> you got it. Spider-Verse was very exciting. Yeah. 
people watch the fuck out of it on Netflix, not the box office, but they watch the fuck out of it on Netflix and they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We gotta go. We gotta, gotta go do it. For- do it before DC does. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I just did the quick math. That's right. 16 characters. That. that they've yeah. got to, they, that they have to follow a plot thread. That's for. why he's our numbers guy, <laughs> right? He, so you've got to explain where the Sinister Six came from and what their motivations are. You got to explain the other two Spider Man, but then you've got all the carryover stuff from the last two movies for the established characters. Like, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it it could very easily be a clusterfuck. Not to mention, two of these Spider Man villains were redeemed at the end of their fucking movie. All villains are redeemed. You know that, right? Well, yeah. But, Darth Vader was redeemed. Every but, every villain you can't have a villain that's just a Green pure Goblin villain. weren't redeemed, but and or the lizard, but fucking Sandman and no, Doctor no, Ock no. were literally just like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm gonna. The Sandman just fucking dusted into the sky, and Doc Ock was like black. Man, maybe he's pissed now. Maybe he's, yeah. you know he's got an It's a different version of him. Yeah. Anyway. But, and it's just like you have to explain that. Like Brian's point, you have to explain all of that. I don't have to explain I'm anything. I'm not going as far as saying I'm not excited. To see all three Spider-Man on the screen, it's going to be fucking cool, no matter what. Even yeah. if the even if the movie sucks, well, still going to be a highlight. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that we now, with them doing this, and if they do put the other two Spider-Men, which is what it looks like it's going to, that makes these previous Spider-Man movies part of the MCU now. They're just the, Sony from a different different Spider-Man universe. MCU, yeah. The multi universe, so uh, they're just. They're yeah, but you realize what that is. That's, uh, that's the JJ Abrams. Movie. Nope. That's the JJ <laughs> Abrams, uh, uh, Star Trek reboot, right? So they rebooted yeah. the universe, but they yeah. still said everything was still canon. Yeah. So. Well, it's actually, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, well, they. Marvel started this back in the day with What If, so. Oh, creating their segue. multiverse. Big was guy. with What If, so. That is a good segue. So there you go. Uh, well, we'll save that segue. We'll come back to that. You know, I would. I was saying that. Um, you know, they in this movie they've got to have the real life version of the Spider Men's pointing at each other too, right? I mean, oh uh, yeah. They they have to do sure. that. Like you're Spider Man, you're Spider Man. Now, I, you know, my only thought of this that I thought was kind of cool, and I think I may have read this somewhere or another. That uh, somebody said, "Oh, this is—it looks like it's a Marvel team up with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange," and I, you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. "Oh my God!" When was the last time I thought about Marvel team up, the comic book where they would pick random characters and throw them into a story that made no sense just for one shot? But right, that's what you're right. Because uh, Marvel team up back in the day, back in the seventies at least, uh, when that book was out, because Spider-Man was predominantly you know a street level hero, so. He wasn't ever. He never got involved with <laughs> right. magical stuff or got cosmic stuff, well, how but, except in Marvel team up. So then he'd get paired off with a Doctor Strange, and he'd be dealing with magic stuff then. So yeah, you're right. That's what this kind of reminds me of a little bit. I wish I wish we could have just a normal Spider Man movie again. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> just a regular Spider Man movie. Well, I, I miss Marvel team up and Marvel villain team up even. Super villain team up. Super villain team up. Well, yeah. You're getting six team up. Look at that. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, enough. We spoke 15 minutes about a two minute trailer. So uh, lots of speculation here. Uh, two minutes, 55 seconds. Thank you, Alex. Uh, and uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody will be happy. Everybody will love it and it will be fantastic. Uh, and nothing else news wise. 
other than our, our uh, in memoriam say. I mean, anything else happening out there in the world? Brian? Scoop? Not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot happening. What is going on with my video call? They showed some they showed some Batman footage at CinemaCon and uh, I'll be honest with you, I forgot that movie was even coming out. I mean they March, showed it's been March like 20. a year since they showed that first trailer a year ago and they haven't showed anything well, it, in a year. Well, yeah, because it comes out March twenty second. Like it's it's a while. I know, but um, I don't know. Something should have yeah, so we we're, the, some some people saw something from the Batman as well as Matrix and, Four uh, and into the Spider Verse, into the Spider Verse Two again, whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, other than that, not a whole lot going on in the world. Not, but we are getting into trailer season. I mean, with CinemaCon, that means there's going to be a flood of trailers and DC fandom, of course, coming up. There's going to be a flood of trailers just coming in slowly as we ramp into the heavy season. All right. Well, we will look forward to it. Uh, and I know, Brian, I know you wanted to cover one last thing here. Uh, if you're, yeah. if you're it, under 30, you don't care. <laughs> if in the celebrity death news, uh, the Rolling Stones drummer, we don't even know his name, really. We just we just oh, listed right. him as yeah. Rolling Stones drummer. <laughs> he will be missed. He will be missed. I'm being missed. <laughs> Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. What you say? All right. Well, I mean, you, you cannot just Ooh, what you, you just cannot ignore the Rolling Stones. That's right, Alex. Number. I mean, I come on, them. man. Respect your history, Alex. And here I am turning off my mic <laughs> and ignoring, it, turning off your headsets. Uh, Alex, what would you say is your favorite Rolling Stone song? Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. That's a good one. Uh, Podman Ron? Oh, I can't get no satisfaction. Is that one? That is one. (laughs) (laughs) Both of these answers are wrong. Brian? It's clearly Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Clearly. I've never heard of that song. Oh, my God. You've probably heard it, but you don't know the name Sympathy for the Devil. But it's a fantastic song. Yeah, Brian's absolutely right about that. Or if if it's not that, then it's got to be the 80s classic uh, mixed emotion, right? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The Stones in the 80s were horrible. I mean. Stones in the 80s were horrible. Uh, (laughs) To the point where it's like. I didn't get it for a long time because MTV kept trotting out the stones in the eighties and the nineties. And right. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Not until you went, not until I started listening to the seventies stuff and the seventies, the seventies stones made it back into rotation. I'm like, Oh, now I get it. Oh, well maybe that's what Alex needs to do. Then he needs to, you know, go back in time a little bit. And, uh, I, just like, to- I really just like their debut album. Like it's one of those albums that I've really thought about getting on vinyl. I don't know. I, just, I, I love love their debut. <laughs> oh, God. We got a vinyl person here. God damn it. I'm sorry, people. I'm yeah, sorry, listeners. Sorry. Uh, he wants to hear every scratch of uh, the recording process. I'm curious, though, and I didn't research this. Is this the first Rolling Stone to die? Yeah, I think so. I mean, isn't that wild? Like, Keith Richards is still Ron around? not dead. I, I don't know. We may never know. Because no one cares. Well, there was somebody else. Somebody do some research on it. I got my own stuff, but one of them died. But maybe it was the one that you know no one really knew. Dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm I thought I thought Ron Wood died. Brian Jones died. Yeah, but he doesn't count. I don't think. 
he was a uh, no, Ronnie Wood's still alive. Seventy-four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like, uh, think about that. <laughs> like, he's the first to die. Yeah, uh, you may be right. If we've got the, uh, if we have the death pool, man, it, you make it uh, uh, go on a uh, a Rolling Stones uh, streak. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah, that's good. We need, little, we need to get that death back up. Pool. All right. Well, hey, obviously he will be missed. Uh, yeah, idiot. Ronnie Woods is still alive. Obviously, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are still alive, as far as we know. Uh, yeah, the, the the actual the only core member that has died is Charlie Watts. Wow, they've got touring members that have died. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's wild. And he was kind of the he was kind of the quiet one. You figured that he would live forever, right? Just yeah, fade into obscurity. He was the George Harrison. Yeah, right? totally. Dark horse. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, he's gone. Uh, Alex, maybe listen to a little bit of uh, sympathy for the devil for us and make your old man happy. Okay. Even though he doesn't even know it. <laughs> no, he doesn't know the song. All right. Over to movies. I think just the movies. We just have the streaming wheel. Is that right, Brian? Uh, we have this. Yeah, we have just the streaming wheel. All right. Let's head so. to the movies. Lack of movies out there as we're all anxiously awaiting for Shang-Chi to uh, drop next week. Is that right? It is. But Candyman drops this Friday. Candyman, which... Who's humming the Marvels. Yeah. So a lot of stuff happening there. But in the meantime, Brian, again, is kicking it old school, (laughs) going back to the 70s with uh, Popeye. And it's not the Popeye you may be thinking of, Alex. Uh-oh. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about the French Connection, Brian. Yeah, Popeye Doyle. So uh, yeah, French Connection. Uh, they actually made a sequel. Um, it's a very good film. The in the beginning, it's kind of hard to picture Gene Hackman as a as a heavy as a tough guy <laughs> as a tough guy right? heroic guy. But uh, but quickly enough, you kind of you kind of accept it and move on. What's wild is like the the influence that this movie had on very popular like TV series and other movies. When you watch this, you're like, Oh, like there's lots of tropes that are established in this movie that are, are done in other films yeah. that are like homages to other stuff. But specifically I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, man, so much of the DNA of the wire and even like breaking bad to an extent is in the French connection. Yeah. So uh very, very good film. And Alex, it's probably the most famous chase scene, uh, vehicle chase scene in all of cinema. Wait, what's the movie again? The French Connection. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the chase scene. You're talking about. I've never seen it, but I know the chase scene. Yeah, so the chase scene. It's I think it's like a twelve or fifteen minute chase scene. Right. Um, it doesn't feel bloated. Uh, and what's wild? What's wild about it is the way it's shot. Obviously, it's it's not CGI. It's practical effects. <laughs> right. But the but the way it's shot is just so impressive, like the the cinematography for it. But uh, yeah, the French Connection, uh, a great movie. I would uh, I would give it five stars. All right, give it give us a real quick because again, this is one of these movies that everybody's heard of, but uh, yeah. maybe not a lot of people have seen. Give us just a uh, you know a five sentence uh, synopsis of what the movie's about. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Popeye Doyle is kind of a uh, he's kind of he's kind of a bosh, right? Oh. Uh, like people in the part in the department hate him. You know, he's uh, uh, he's quick to try and like get an inv- an investigation off the ground, kind of like McNulty in The Wire. 
uh, and sometimes they don't pan out and people hate him uh, within the department. Uh, but they, they get uh, the case kind of unfolds and they get um, wind of they start tracking this uh, made guy. Uh, and it turns it turns into a connection all for heroin being brought into the country from France. Okay. Right. So it's uh, and and the ending is ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's an ambiguous ending. You don't know exactly what happened. Now, when they made the sequel, I mean they, that eliminated most of the ambiguity. But but uh, yeah, so it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. It's good stuff. All right, very good. And Alex, I think you would appreciate it uh, as a film student. Who's the director? Oh, that's a good question. Some guy. Some guy. Some guy. Or the writer, both. I'll look it up. Uh, and do you, while you're while you're looking that up, Brian, do you have a replacement title on Amazon? Uh, yeah, on Amazon Prime. Yes, I will have one here. One second. Okay. Um, directed by oh William Friedkin. I, I don't oh, know why I forgot about go. that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, William Friedkin. And uh, oh, and don't forget. It's uh, Papa Doyle's partner is uh, Roy Scheider from uh, from Jaws fame. Everybody loves Roy Scheider. Blue Steel as well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. So let's see what I got from my replacement. Hang on. Uh, well, yeah, so has uh, Brian convinced you to watch this movie, Alex? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 right now, especially, since I'm sticking my nose in the directorial Atmosphere. Uh, there. I'm, good, good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm watching a lot, like a lot, a lot, to see what I want to take and inspiration, basically, because I'm struggling. All right. <laughs> All right. Did I add Tucker and Dale versus Evil last time? You did not. Now, Brad, you've seen it. Yes. I'll watch it again. Alex, Ron, have you seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I have not seen that. That's my film. I've never even heard of it. And that's on Amazon? It's on Amazon Prime. Enjoy. What year is it? Uh, Like 2013, 2014, something like that. Oh, wow. Relatively new. (laughs) In the pod man man sense. Oh, you know Brian Larson? Alan Tunick and uh, that fat bearded guy that always plays the best friend. I need to add something to the what you're looking at. Oh, okay, nice. Guys, look I'll, at me. Yeah, look at you being engaged in this. All right, so let's go ahead and spin the wheel here. And it looks like Brad is the winner of this one. Congratulations, right. Brad. <laughs> Once, I think, on my own. What's that? I like this. That's I think great. I on my own. Oh, I won twice. I had, um, what was the other one? Can't remember. It was, I had that time travel movie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The samurai movie. All right, let's see what uh, let's see what we got here for Brad. Uh, I've already seen it, but I could watch it again. I guess Judas and the Black Messiah. I think uh, Podman Ryan, that was your pick. Yes. All right. So, we watched it, and I'm very sorry. What's that? So we watched it, and I'm very sorry. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know why. Like the, the the wheel turns into revenge. It's like, oh, here's no, the turn. No, no, I'm no, gonna make no, somebody no, else. Watch he didn't it. know like, that beforehand. Actually, I'll be honest with you. The the wheel I thought was for you know 
movies like fucking people are, over. No, no, no. no. That are coming on Amazon and stuff that Amazon and them create these new movies that we don't know ah, about. Okay, okay. okay. No, no, no. So, the, and that was one of the movies that Amazon or one of those streaming it's services made. It was right. So, um, we we watched it, me and Alex, and it was all right. See, I take it as it's un, uh, undiscovered gems. No, I mean this isn't undiscovered by any means. I mean, no, I know that's what. But my picks are right, like right. undiscovered gems. Everything I put on the wheel, I expect you guys to enjoy. Well, you know, I'm the same way. I'm not. Saying, I just go random. I don't put stuff on there just. <laughs> that's to what I do. Fuck with y'all. I just want to see, you know, these movies that pop up on these streaming services that, you know. These streaming services right. create, and I'd like to know if they're good or not. So, if yeah, you're wanting movie, us to watch it to tell us so that you don't have to unless it's good. If I'm going to give you a terrible movie, I'm going to give you a terrible movie like Superman Four or like Jaws: The Revenge. I'm not going to give you like Jaws: Revenge was not a terrible movie, by the way. Let me ask you this: since I've already seen that, do you want it? Should I spin again or spin rewatch again. it? Spin again. Spin again. Because Juice in the Black Messiah, it's just a good movie. Like, that's really the same. What did he say that it was spin again? That's the movie he landed on, Brian. Oh, Brian but he's already watched it. Well, I've already seen it. He's already oh, seen you it. Did? Yeah, he yeah. gives his review right now. <laughs> no, I didn't think you saw it. Sorry. Yeah. He's just not listening. So do you do you want me to watch it again, Podman Ron? Sure. No. No. no I'll, I'll say All right, spin, spin it again. And if, if three out of four Podmen have watched it, we probably need to strike it. That's yeah, Now that everybody has seen it, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell uh, Ducker Ducker and Dale versus Evil. So You're welcome, I, Brad. I will watch that one. I've seen that. I've seen it before, but it has been a while. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. All right, so I will watch that though. Brad's watching too many movies. Too I know. Well, I'm trying to you know pick up some directorial hints there. That's why. Anyway, I'll, I'll anyway, young Padawan. Yes. Well, you know, you got to start sometime in your life, Alex. <laughs> You gotta start what the the heart loves. What the heart loves, okay, it's Alex. It's true. All right, so now let's go over to uh, TV Land. And what are the Podmen watching? Uh, well, this Podman's quite behind on everything, so I have not watched anything new in the past two weeks, <laughs> but. I understand you guys have, and I understand that Brian is stirring up a little trouble in the What If universe on God, this on social hates, media. He hates What If. Have we yeah, talked about episode two? Hell, Did y'all talk about episode two yet? No, we haven't. We haven't talked about episode two. Oh God, <laughs> Brian! <laughs> Brian, what happened? What's going on with What If? This is uh, actually okay. What? what If was a fine comic book back in the day, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pairing up some kind of alternate universe and things that were fantastical that you never thought would happen, such as T'Challa becoming Star-Lord. I mean, that seems like that would be a prime thing for what if. Uh, But, Brian, you're kind of shitting all over it here. Well, what's wild is I really enjoyed the first episode. Like, I really enjoyed the uh, uh, Agent Carter episode. My only gripe was they just didn't call her Captain Britain, right? But other than that... It, it made sense. It was a small change to the universe that had big ramifications, right? And there was a complete and total retread. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was nice seeing it from a different perspective. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a retread. I mean, I don't think it was a retread. I think I love the dynamic of Steve in the, in the, uh, the Hydra uh, smasher suit and then her, you know, as the, uh, as the heavy. But... Uh, 
the second episode was rough uh, for me. It was rough to watch. It was it was a lot of nonsensical change just for the sake of change. Like uh, uh, it was to me lazy writing. You know, it's like why why uh, what kind of argument? Well, first off, how old was T'Challa when he talked uh, uh, Thanos out of the snap? Like twelve. <laughs> and, then, and and what and what argument did he make that not only convinced the Mad Titan not uh, to to walk away from his plan, but also to just be like an engineer on in in T'Challa's ship? And like he walked he away from now? his empire. Yeah, like well, like that had been a pretty great fucking argument, but they didn't tell us what he said, or or, or they just said, "Man, he talked him out of it." What the? How? Well, isn't that kind of part of the charm of what if in the first place yeah, where, yeah. you know, you it's, would see something like, you know, a character would walk by and you'd see Iron Man's helmet and you'd be like, wait a minute. why?" Or like in, uh, not what if, but in Future Imperfect with Maestro, the future Hulk, and you'd see Wolverine's bone sitting in the corner or something. And you'd yeah. be like, oh, my God, what happened there? But it's you just almost like it's the point of, of the show. <laughs> but but there's but the, the problem is. There still has to be an internal logic to it, okay? No, not in a twenty-minute twenty episode that's focusing on the character arc of one specific character and telling one specific story. We don't have. Yeah, well, there, there has to be an internal logic where it fits into the greater MCU somehow. No, there right? doesn't. This is, yes, the, yes, there does. That's Alex. the beauty of the show. The no, that, the show that's not that the beauty of the show. Backpedal from the MCU and just watch a different world. We don't so, need to see the elaboration. But the point is, it is the MCU world until this thing happened. It's that's the whole point of what if. It's yeah. a small change can spin the, the universe into an entirely different direction. But the episode right. but is up until the episode hang on, is- Alex. Until that change, everything is the MCU. So here here's my my question to you. If he talked Thanos out of the snap, right? Right, uh, and and the argument is well, he talked about the snap, so that's so I, that's why. And this, I one, I got into it with somebody on on uh, one of the Facebook things. It's like so. Uh, well, what the hell happened to kill the Avengers um, if if they talked about the snap? Well, right, the Avengers probably never existed. Well, then why the fuck was that Cap Shield in the Collector's Vault? Because he probably fucking found it. Why was there a dark uh, well, well, collector's okay, vault? But, but, again, hang on. So, but, but Tony made the shield for Cap. This is like so, this is like saying Howard the Duck in the collector's vault and going, "How'd that get there?" Like it's the same question. Like we could we could ask these questions, but what does it? But you're what nitpicking. Yeah. This this is no. I'm not nitpicking. I would just like for I would like for them. They establish the rules at the beginning of every episode. A small change has rippling effects. You know what right. they also do? So a small change, a small change that, that T'Challa talked Thanos out of the snap and the Avengers never were assembled and Tony never made the shield, then why the hell is the shield sitting in Collector's Did it say Vault? that the Avengers never assembled? Well, that's that's the, that's one argument is that they never assembled because the snap never happened. But the the other argument that's is not why the Avengers assembled. But, but, right. Right. Are we missing the crucial part? That the title of the fucking episode <laughs> is "What If T'Challa Became Star Lord." That's the episode, and nothing that's else made point. any fucking sense. It doesn't right. need to because it's hold a, on a it doesn't need hold to make sense, Alex. Podman Ron's got something no. to say, people. Podman Ron, please interject here. It's the charm for one thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, for one thing, the old What If book from the 70s that started all this was just like this show. I think that's part of the charm of this show is because, like you said, Brian, Brian, it has rippling effects. You know, it's like the butterfly effect. One thing ripples out and changes everything. We're not going to know. We can't know exactly what happened to change everything because that would take, good Lord, uh, three hours to do. You know, the What If comic book was kind of the same way. There was some weird, you know, they would change one thing, one little incident would change everything and there would be some weird thing down the line like you know mary jane was spider-man and you didn't really know why she was spider-man or you know maybe it was just a a little you know one little panel that would explain it if that and it was kind of dumb but you, you just know, went with it you just gotta so, go with it because it's yeah. just the story you just you know? gotta and, go with it but here's the thing y'all are making excuses for a show in its no. second episode that they're not that they, the no. writing's gotten loose and and the concept has already it's, lost the plot thread in the second episode. No, it how, how did it lose the? How did it lose its plot? No, I'm sorry, I refuse to accept this logic. No, wow. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go all no, that. PMR, <laughs> PMR, shut up. I haven't I'm watched it saying, yet. No, PMR, stop talking. All I'm saying is the, the the focus of this show, of the episode, is literally in the title. What if T'Challa became a Star Lord? We're not right? focused on. Like, sure. I actually don't like Thanos in the episode. I think it's kind of dumb. I think it diminishes his character that he gets beat up by two of the Black Order. That's dumb. The man yeah. 1v1 the Hulk in one. It's stupid. But the charm of the show, on a basis, is that there's these little Easter eggs and hints of, like, possible episodes, possible right. futures that we get to see in a season two. Or just spark your imagination, right? Much yeah, like exactly. When, we, like get to, yeah. when okay. we get to episode so, three... Okay. When we get to can the, I we can, really can I can I can I continue? So I, let me let me tell you what my opinion is before you guys continue <laughs> you to tell me. No, 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 you because I was your opinion explicitly. <laughs> you didn't like no. it. You thought the writing was poor. Okay, so we heard that point of of why this was a valid episode and a throwback episode of uh, the fond memories of what if uh, Hulk was Conan the Barbarian. But, Brian, you're still saying that none of it makes sense, that it's just sloppy writing and the fact that you're you're throwing things out there just to kind of make fanboys happy, but it's stupid. Yeah, and maybe – and so it's, it's a cartoon. I get that. Like my issue is I just like it when everything is tighter and clicks and locks into place. And – We've had that with other Marvel movies and properties and stuff. And I, and I, and I think about the, you know, the on your left moment and, you know, uh, it, like everything kind of led up to that moment in the film, everything clicked and like, like the whole movie and even back into, you know, the, the whole MCU library. So when I see something and it's like, they're kind of throwing stuff at a wall and just seeing what sticks, but not taking the time to actually explain any of the stuff they're putting on the screen that bothers me. And so my whole my whole issue with it is it's supposed to be one slight variation that causes a ripple effect. Uh, I found the, like, the, the variation to be kind of tenuous because it's like they got lost. Like they, it, it was just they ended weird, up in Wakanda right? instead of yeah. uh, Cleveland or wherever. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, the, the spider bit uh, Flash Thompson. 
which you know, Flash Thompson was on the sign, the the vis, the uh, uh, field trip, just like Peter, Peter was, yeah, yeah. right? Standing next to Peter, like the, this seemed like a stretch for the setup. <laughs> then it seemed like they they doubled down on different concepts that didn't pay off or make sense. Like, how did he talk him out of it? Why? Not only did he talk him out of it, he he gave up his his rule, and uh, Thanos gave up his his throne and joined the the. Uh, um, Ravagers, Ravagers or whatever. like uh, the the fact that uh, you know uh, they threw an Easter egg in, but but when the Easter egg kind of contradicts like the uh, um, where the established universe is at, I'm like that's not cool anymore. Like what, what like was the Easter egg? The Cap Shield, uh, Cap Shield, and oh, Thor's okay. Thor's hammer, right? Ah. And so it's like you know, it's, so it's like a paradox at this point. So it's like they're they're not even sticking to the their own rules about they established at the beginning of the episode. That's the stuff that bothers me is it's like I w- I want to like it. I want to like it a lot. But you get in these weird things where it's just like they're like, ah, it doesn't have to make sense. It's a cartoon. But it's like, no, but it's really cool when it does. It's really cool when everything clicks together and makes sense and it's tangible. It gives the world like uh, it makes it real when those things actually connect not just, oh, well, this happened over here and that happened over there. We're not going to explain it. We're just throwing stuff at a wall. That's what takes me out of it. That's what takes me out of it. And and I, that's what the first episode, everything clicks. Like everything clicks into place. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a simple change that makes sense as, as to the trajectory of the universe. This, the change wasn't simple. And the trajectory—you can't really map the trajectory or how how any of this other stuff happened. And in fact, a lot of it contradicts itself. Well, that's ha- my issue with the episode. Did we, I mean we, we we need to do a what if uh, episode here? This is such a, a controversial show. But let me ask you this: uh, Did the third episode uh, fare any better for you, Brian? I have not watched it yet. I okay. had a choice of watching it or Titans, and I watched Titans. All right, uh, Podman Ron, Alex, did you watch the third episode? What uh, what what's the uh, what's the scenario on that one? Do you know? Does anybody know? Yeah, I, I watched the third one, and uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I, it, again, this is to me. It just feels like the old what is from you know the seventies, but instead of doing it in the comic books, it's you know it's doing the MCU um, so you're you're getting variations of the MCU and they're doing it I mean it's like 30 minute shows so they're having to cram a lot in and, and right. they're and they, they are make probably probably doing liberties but like I said earlier you know you don't know the ripple effect of what has happened you know it's the butterfly effect you know this one thing happened so all this other stuff couldn't happen and they and time restraints and probably story restraints and just you're just doing something different, you know. Uh, you're not going to know why some of the stuff is the way it is now. But uh, in the third episode, it's what if the uh, the Avengers w- weren't formed? I mean, if they were were, were killed. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for Brian seen it because it's kind of it's kind of a mystery of uh, you know what happens and why it happens, but uh, I liked it. I thought it was really good uh, for a 30-minute episode, um, hitting the target and the beats that it did. Did it line up with, you know, the MCU movies? I don't know. I mean, it it, it seemed to have. I mean, and you'll know what I'm talking about once you see it, but um, 
I liked it. I, it was entertaining, and and at the end of the day, I mean, that's what we're looking for. And the, you know, the old, yeah, the old what if comic books. You know, you know, I used to read them. I mean, back then they really weren't. You know, they didn't really have the multiverse like they do now with Marvel. Right. They were just stories back then. You know, you just read them just for the sheer entertainment of you know the the see. What would have happened if, you know... Jane Foster would have picked up that fucking hammer. Exactly. Yeah. Or Spider-Man would have, you know... Joined the, the Fantastic Burglar, Four. You know, Fantastic or, or Five. the Fantastic Four, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just stories, well, that's, you know? That's why I... And again, I need, I'll, I'll eventually watch these episodes. Maybe, maybe I'll skip the second one. Uh, but, I, first of all, I'm not sure I really like the animation style that I saw. Ah. I, I like it, but there's something very inhuman about it. Uh, because I'm assuming it's all computer generated as opposed to handmade, and and that kind of feels a little the facial expressions and everything feel a little weird to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. The you know the one thing that and I think we said this at the beginning, I completely get it that they're only playing with um, MCU characters that everybody knows. Uh, but right. how fantastic would it be if they did throw in? You know, some sort of a, uh, you know, the impossible man or somebody like that. Somebody like, holy shit, where'd this come from? You know, they're probably saving him for the Fantastic Four. I get it. But you know what I mean? Just throw in things that people haven't seen in the movies already. Uh, maybe they yeah, do. Well, I don't know. That's kind of the beauty of the way DC has set everything up is because they can. They can and say, well, it's multiverse. So you can have a TV flash and a movie flash. Right. right? right. Or you, you could have this character show up in a TV show and it's not necessarily that that character that's going to be in the movie. It's so right. But, all right. Well, I just, you know, I honestly, I mean, of, of all the TV shows that's come out, Loki, WandaVision, that Falcon show, that Falcon show, this, this has been my favorite wow. uh, so far. I mean, I really, you know, I, I just like seeing the different stories and yeah. And, and I, I was not really thrilled about the whole, you know, what if Black Panther became Star Lord or whatever? You know, I thought that was a dumb concept. I was kind of, and I and I see what Brian is saying about it. It just seems really far fetched that oh, he just runs across T'Challa, you know, who just happened to be outside the protective field. Uh, it, it seemed far fetched to be a what if. It's not a split decision, but right, right. You know, it was to me. It was an enjoyable story. It was kind of a, a neat twist about things. You know, uh, the whole uh, Thanos thing was kind of. It was dumb, yes. Well, you know, did it make sense? Not really. But it was just fun. Was, Good old fun fashion was, story. Yeah, time. it was enjoyable. It was just enjoyable to see that, you know, Thanos was part of their crew and how everybody, you know, interacted with them. And he was still spouting off, you know, you know, about, you know, that would have worked. I think my plan would have worked. I mean, yeah. it was, it was just, it was just an enjoyable well, show for a 30 minute show. You know, I, I couldn't beat it. So. And here, I think there's like the final like straw for it for me was like it's like okay they're not explaining any of this. That's, <laughs> but my thought was okay, well, the fact that star, there's there's almost always like a, a bad repercussion because mm -hmm. of what happened in the what if. Right. There wasn't a bad repercussion. Star Lord left Earth, right? Uh, talked Thanos out of it, and so my thought was, well, the Collectors got the shield and Collectors got Mjolnir, so he's killed the Avengers. Because T'Challa wasn't there, um, uh, like that's what the Avengers are dead. So that was like, so yeah, the universe oh, okay. is better right, off, right. but Earth isn't, right? Earth isn't better off. 
And then they come back to Wakanda and Earth's fine. And it's like, well, <laughs> population well, yeah, seems so, to be under control. Yeah, so it's like, well, uh, what, what the hell happened on Earth? Like, so, so the, fa- so the, the Star Lord leaving made the entire universe a utopia? And not, not only that, but it's like, they're not, my thought was, well, at least, you know, Earth's going to be in shambles because, you know, T'Challa wasn't there and he was so important to the Avengers. That, that didn't pay off. And my thought was, well, they're going to come back and Wakanda, you know, the third act <laughs> is going to be Wakanda's destroyed. Yeah. And uh, like that Planet of the Apes kind of thing. And that's why the shield and everything was in, in Collector's Vault. No, Earth's fine. Completely fine. Well, well, again, I haven't seen the episode, but that would have probably been a pretty good ending is to find out he goes back to Wakanda and it's destroyed. And then, you know, there's a little bit of the backstory of, oh, yeah, the Avengers fought valiantly to defend it and were killed. Or because whatever. Black Panther wasn't there, they, they weren't successful. Right. So, well, well they, did, they did go back to Star-Lord, who was working at the Dairy Queen, and who Ego approaches and it's pretty much I don't know if they'll do a follow up story to it but it's pretty much saying that because you know Star-Lord wasn't Star-Lord he was just an employee of the Dairy Queen you know Ego approaches him and no one's there to stop him so there is a pretty good chance that it's bad repercussions that the universe will be destroyed because of uh, Ego's plan was successful because there was no guardians to stop him. So, and that but was the ego's plan last... wasn't to destroy the universe. The ego's plan was just to keep living on as a planet. All he would do is take Peter back to his planet and use him to inhabit his body so he could just keep on living. That, that, yeah, that but, no, but, dim- well, maybe it no, wasn't the universe. Plan. But... Ego's plan was to take over the universe. Yeah, wasn't it? Was the, yeah, he's planting those pods every, everywhere. He put children on every planet and pod everywhere so he could take over the universe. Yeah, some of yours. Yeah, that was, and that's why he was back at the Dairy Queen for is because you know that's where. He I don't remember them part. saying that. I remember he was putting the pods everywhere because he was trying to see what would stick. Where because he because he knew he was going to die unless he had a new that's body was, to inhabit. Yeah, that's why he was impregnating people. That's not why he was putting pods. I just thought he was a player. <clears throat> Well, he was that, too. He was Kurt Russell, for God's sake. Yeah, you know? so what do you expect? All right. Well, hey, if we talked 10 minutes about a <laughs> two-minute trailer, we'll we'll talk an hour about a 30-minute cartoon. All right. So <laughs> let's keep things moving. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, – we'll, we'll have two episodes to catch up on. I'll, I'll try to catch up on all of them for next week uh, because now I'm, I'm kind of interested in what if. The first episode, I didn't even finish watching it, so – you know, all of the uh, the the discussion here has made me excited to watch it. Uh, another thing that I'm excited to watch that I haven't is Star Girl. Is anybody still watching that? I'm watching Star Girl. Yes. I. It seems like a good show, um, and I liked it again. I watched maybe two or three episodes at the beginning. Uh, but I think again, uh, what we talked about before, the whole Arrowverse and Flash and those type of shows, I, I kind of, they're, they're good. I just don't know if I care about them anymore. Should I care well, about Stargirl? Uh, and what's weird <laughs> about Stargirl is, and, and Superman and Lois, you know, until like almost the end of Superman and Lois, they treated it like it wasn't Arrowverse and then Diggle showed up, right? Um, but like, uh, for all the, the hoops they jump through for on crisis on infinite earths, they've really spent a lot of time like distancing themselves from each other's shows. Right. So I don't know if star girl is in the Arrowverse or not, but they've never referenced the Arrowverse to my knowledge. Um, but, uh, so this season, 
it's kind of turning into Smallville, where it's Uh-oh. you know um, character of the thing? week kind of stuff, right? A mixed bag, right? So like the uh, the first episode picks up where last season ended, and they introduced the Calypso, and then tease the Shade, which I'm a huge Starman fan, yeah. right? Not Sylvester Pemberton, Star Spangled Kid, Jack Knight, Starman, um, and the Shade was a huge part of that. Uh, so the Shade's there. Um, in episode two kind of focuses on the shade, but in episode one, it's Eclipso is there. Episode two kind of focuses on the shade and what he's doing in Blue Valley. Uh, and then episode three, uh, in episode two, they introduce, uh, um, Jade, um, Scott, Jenny Scott, right? Jade, Green Lantern's daughter. And so we've got our first television Green Lantern. And then uh, this last episode introduces uh, the Thunderbolt, and oh, they okay. do a flashback to the old JSA, and you see Johnny Thunder, and you see um, Wildcat and Stripesy and all. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. The, the Thunderbolt is voiced by Jim Gaffigan. So, <laughs> so uh, there's, and there's a lot of uh, – what's that? I, I, I want another hot dog. I'm so fat. Does he whisper? Do the whisper Basically, bit yeah. like that? Yeah, there was a lot of the whisper bit, <laughs> and it was and it was like they, he was trying to channel Robin Williams. Like they were really going really? for the Aladdin. Okay, but that, so that doesn't Aladdin, sound good, but uh, interesting. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, the it was funny, but it, like I guess it was funny. Like my kids liked it <laughs> okay. a lot, but uh, and again, is it, it right? What, do I want it made for me? Yes. Uh, am I am I somebody they want they want as a, a key uh, key demographic? Probably not. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the it's fine. It's good. It's uh, but it's not. It's like Smallville. Yeah. It's not even Smallville season four. It's like Smallville season nine. Like it's that's way it's uh, off. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. but uh, yeah. But uh, give it a watch. Don't don't give up on it too much, right? It, it feels like something you could jump in, and when uh, so with uh, Thunderbolt in there, it's like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, and I mean they, I mean they, they did a good job with Thunderbolt. I mean Thunderbolt's a goofy idea to begin with, right? I mean, he's it's a genie that's locked in a pin, and you have to you have to the magic word is say is so cool, yeah, like to get him. I mean, it's it's kind of a goofy uh, right, right. concept to begin with. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the Eclipso stuff is what's really cool. And, like, if that pays off, it'll be well worth it. So. Okay. All right. Maybe give that a shot. Uh, Otherworld, there, there's this other show, Hills. What is Hills about? This is, is this a DC, another DC show? No, it's not. It's uh, the <laughs> follow-up from the Arrowverse, though, for Stephen Amell. So oh, it's okay. on uh, Stars, and it focuses on a, uh, a uh, independent wrestling league like so they and it's set in georgia like south georgia and uh so they're it's in a small town and they do wrestling shows like on the weekends and they've got their cast of characters and their competition promotions like in florida uh is it all all female wrestlers no i wish glow was back glow was a great show i was about to say it sounded like like why so what is hills H-E-E-L, not H-I-L-L, right? In wrestling, the good guys are called faces and the Ah. bad guys are called heels. Okay, I did not know that. And so what it's it's about (laughs) is uh, this, the dad created this wrestling league. He's passed away. His sons are running it now. 
one son is the face of the organization, kind of like the the uh, um, Hulk Hogan of the organization, and the other son is like the uh, the Roddy Piper of the organization. Like he's okay. the bad guy. But there's this old adage with wrestling, and it kind of it, it kind of follows up with the wrestler, right? Is that uh, the the bad guys, the heels in wrestling, are normally the nice guys, like in real life, gotcha, yeah, right? Because they they understand, like they they're the ones that are they're kind of the engine of the whole industry. Like if if people show up to watch them get beat, yeah, everybody loves the to, villain, yeah, yeah, not necessarily to watch the good guy win. They they tune in to see the bad guy lose. Gotcha. And so and and that's what it kind of you know in the first episode it establishes that. The, the brothers that's the, the hero, the face, is just a piece of shit. Ah. And so, and Stephen Amell, who plays the bad guy and, and the, you know, the crowd hates, is actually, you know, he's, he's the one that's trying to keep the family together and, and all that kind of stuff. So, it's pretty interesting. What, what's really interesting with this, uh, which is kind of an extension off of The Wrestler, and this is why I put that on there, uh-huh. Brad, because yes. I thought you would enjoy it, is because it delves into like the, 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 the the um, psychology around the the way they they stay they do the storylines because the storylines are always there to, to you got to come back next week you got to right. come back next week right. you know it's so uh, in the first episode it's you know they they've been doing this whole thing where Stephen Amell's character is the bad guy and he holds the title and his brother's been trying to beat him and uh, they're like well. Well, I think I should beat you. And he's like, yeah, but then what happens the week after that? <laughs> right, right. Like if we end the story and we don't, we don't have the story spiral into something else, nobody's going to show up the next week. Brian is not showing up next week. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting because it kind of gets into like that sort of psychology about the way they, they tell the story and, and kind of, they kind of like daisy chain all the stories along to keep you coming back. Okay. So. And this is on stars, you said? It's on stars. Yep. Okay. A half hour? 45 minutes. Uh, you're really pushing it, people. You know my tolerance for shows nowadays are a half hour. So uh. Yeah, first episode is very wrestler-esque. Second episode gets into like some of the family drama. So uh, check out the first episode, and I'll let you know how the third plans out. All right, very good. Well, hey, more more things to, to check out. And, um, you know, I started, I started watching a little bit of uh, Lewis and Clark. Or Superman and Lois, whatever that is, mm-hmm. uh, and I, again, I enjoy it. It's it's, it's a uh, he may be my favorite Superman. Never thought I would go back on uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill, what? But uh, yeah, he may end up being my favorite Superman after all. So there you go. Yeah, that fr- that pilot was really really strong. Like I, it, it came on the other day. Like um, after we finished Star Girl, it, it immediately cycled into uh, yeah. the CW app. Cycled into that, and I, I got stuck watching the first like. Uh, 20 minutes of, or so of, of episode one where it's, you know, him uh, following him and him, right, right. And him yeah. in the original suit, the golden yep. age suit and all. So. They do it right. All right. Well, very good. Well, speaking of uh, golden age and retro review, I know Podman Ron has been sitting quietly wanting to give us oh. a retro <laughs> review. Podman Ron, let's go back to what? Early 80s, late 70s? When are we going back here? We are going back to uh, 1979. Woof. To right. uh, the Black Hole, which uh, I kind of talked about because I uh, bought a couple back Black Hole figures a couple of weeks back at uh, Megacon. And uh, it got me thinking, I haven't seen this movie since it first came out back <laughs> in 1979. You were- when I was a 
a very young man. Yeah, yeah very young. young boy actually. And uh, I went and saw boy. this movie, and actually, you know, I, I hated this movie back then. So I thought, well, maybe you know, it was 1979, yeah. two years after Star Wars. Too maybe deep for you. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was too deep. Maybe I just didn't wasn't appreciative of it. So uh, it's on Disney Plus. So I, okay. I, I started watching it. And Why not? It Took three nights to get through this movie. <laughs> all right, I love it. This, well, first of all, you know it's going to be horrible when the first two minutes of it is just a black screen with the score playing, just a little overture playing. type action. A there? little overture going on. Oh, that's two, horrible. Two and a half minutes. You mean that's like a, the movie? Say what? You mean like Superman the movie? By exactly. Yeah, yep. It's just right. well, that's, that's like that's a that's different. The golden film. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> then you get into the movie itself, and it, it's it's horrible. I mean, it is it is not. It's Anthony Perkins. It's <laughs> Max Million Shell. Is that his name? Close uh, enough. Mean, yeah. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine, yeah, Ernest Borgnine. Roddy McDowell. You remember Roddy McDowell was the voice of Vincent, which yeah. I didn't realize that, but. I can't believe um, Ernest Borgnine couldn't save this movie. <laughs> this movie, the special effects were just awful. It, it makes you really appreciate, if you watch this movie, like I said, it was two years after Star Wars, and you watch this movie, you, it makes you appreciate how innovative Star Wars was. Because <laughs> Star Wars is like, the special effects still hold out today for the most part. And this looks like schlock from the 60s. I mean... It's just terrible, and and then there's not much dialogue in right. this movie. I at was all. I I, mean, that's why I was about to say. I seem to recall that there was a lot of moments of, you know, like 2001 esque type stuff of yeah. people just kind of floating around or space, you know, looking at spaceship dials yes. or whatever type stuff. Yeah, right. Well, well, you've got that, and then you've got like their little space battles are just running and the music's blaring in the background <laughs> and they're just shooting at these lasers at these robots and who have no personality and don't talk. I mean, the, the main bad guy robots, Maximilian, Maximilian he says geez. nothing. I mean, he looks cool, but he says nothing. And all he does is whirl those little claw hands that yeah. don't, I mean, Oh, it's very awful. slow. Yeah. The claws, them, the claw uh, yeah. themselves moves very fast, like a blender. But the robot moves pretty darn slow. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of like a zombie is, you can get away from. Toward, towards the end, I mean, I'm watching it. I'm pitch, trying to finish it up last night so I can do this podcast with it. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it thinking, when will this end? And I just realized they're like out in space with no helmets or nothing. I mean, they're just uh, – they don't need helmets to be in this black hole. I guess there's an atmosphere in it. And, it could be. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, we don't know. I, you know, so – I, I but, do I do remember though that this had a hell of an ending, right? This had one of the best endings in cinema. Uh are you paying attention, I, Alex? I, I I didn't I didn't find yeah. that this was a good ending at all. What, what? what was your take on the ending? I, I tell us what happened at the ending. I mean it, From what I saw and what I suffered through is they go down <laughs> this black hole. They go down well, first of all, the bad guy, Maximilian Shield, the human bad guy, gets crushed by a flat screen TV. Pretty much, maybe they were very in, heavy back then. Well, they were. They're still in the spaceship. He's still in the spaceship. Maximilian is drilled by Vincent, 
and sent out into the black hole. And for some way, somehow, with no explanation, they merge. Yeah, the, the human and the, yeah. And they oversee all these other robots. I mean, and and there's no words to any of this. No, there's no, no. explanation. You you don't even know if it's just a dream. I don't. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then the sh- the good guy ship. Once they're doing the whole whirly bird thing, you know. They just go through this church chapel <laughs> and then they're heading towards a planet. And it's that's it. I, yeah. that was it. Roll I, credits. I, mean, I encourage anyone to watch the last whatever <laughs> ten minutes of this movie and tell me it's not a cinematic masterpiece. Well yeah, and kinda like to PMR's point, like the beginning, they're trying to clone a John Williams beginning, right? Yeah. And then they're trying to clone like two thousand one a Space Odyssey. You know, Disney like in the early eighties they had a major identity crisis. Right. Like they, like they didn't have, you know, Walt was dead. <laughs> like they, the animation was not, was not bringing stuff home. And they had a lot of flock in the eighties, uh, really until like uh, the little mermaid came out. Right. Yeah, until yeah, the little mermaid came up, out, that's yeah. when it kind of like, you know, everything kind of started moving in the right direction again. But I was looking at while PMR was talking. Uh, so here's some of the films we had in the early eighties uh, from Disney. You know, we had a, a Herbie Ghost Bananas, Excellent. right? Uh, Popeye, which I love the Popeye movie. Popeye, Popeye is a fantastic movie. And I we know it. you love Popeye movies, whether it's the Frank Connection or the, uh, oh, shit. What's the director, Popeye? Oh, God. It's someone uh, famous. I just can't think of the fucking. No. Yeah, well, uh, why am I drawing a blank on it, too? Um, anyway, yeah, the Popeye. Robert Altman. is Robert, Robert Altman. Altman. Yep, Altman yeah. movie. But I, I love the music in Popeye. Yes. But, you know, it didn't do well. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, Condor Man. I love Condor Man. I GMR. thought Condor Man was the shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Devil and Wait, Max hold Devlin. On, hold on a second. Condor Man's not on Disney Plus yet, is it? We need to look that shit up. I don't know. I would love to fast forward through that movie. <laughs> I don't want to watch the whole thing. I love Condor, man. Yeah, we need to find out if it's on there. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of really. Well, you, well, you had uh, you know, which a return to Witch Mountain and and something wicked this way comes and stuff. So it's like you had a lot of Disney stuff that just never really landed in the eighties. Uh, uh, and that's you know they were they didn't know who they were. They didn't they were so they were trying to clone other films, but still kind of Disneyfy them. Right. Well, the the. Interesting thing about this, which I didn't know, um, I kind of read up on it because I was curious. Um, you would think because it was in '79, it was a space movie that they did it, and like you said, was you know trying to copy other things. So you thought maybe they were trying to copy Star Wars, but this began. This movie began in 1973 as a disaster movie. This is what oh. they wanted. This was. This was. They were going towards the disaster genre that was very popular back in the yeah. early 70s, like Towering Inferno Deciding, and Airport yeah. and Signed Adventure. This was that, but on a space station. And that's what they were going for. But they just had kept doing rewrites and rewrites. And then Star Wars came out. And, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. So I got a new idea. <laughs> 2001, Space Odyssey came out in 68. Yeah. So. Well, but that wasn't really a disaster movie. This, this is, they right, were trying right. to go for the, the disaster movie genre that was, I mean, like I said, it was like early 70s to mid 70s. 
But they said by the time they started getting this thing finally off the ground, A, Star Wars had come out, and B, the disaster movie genre had started to dip. You know, that, that wasn't as popular anymore. But but so, you, it's safe to say, Podman Ron, that the mission accomplished. If they wanted to make a disaster movie, they did. They did okay. Yeah, no, no doubt. But I will <laughs> say this. I was this movie, other than, you know, I, I love the robots because I'm a robot guy. I just like robots. Uh, the music... It's pretty damn good. I mean, I don't know, whoever did the score for this movie, yeah, it's not a bad score. All right, uh, it's, it's pretty good. So, if you get anything out of it, it's the score and uh, a hard on for the robots. So. The, the well, image when of I the say end, the robots, I, I, I mean just the two main Vincent robots. and Old Bob. Yeah, uh, um, no, the I, rest of them are kind of silly. You've inspired me. I'm definitely going to go check out the last ten minutes of it because I remember as Ooh. not as a kid, but seeing it at some point or another. Um, kind of fast forwarding through it, I do remember that ending that made no sense. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this ending? It makes no sense whatsoever, but I kind of love it. So there you go. Yeah, it made no sense. I, I, it's like they just went, how you want to end it? I don't know. Just throw some shit together and move on. And that's pretty much what they did. All so right. I, I would not recommend, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this so movie. Sad. It is. It, I, there's no way. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating when I said at two, three nights. I mean, I fell asleep the first first night. The second night, I had to turn it off because it was just so boring. And like I said, I, I powered through it last night just to get through it. So, well, we it's a bad movie. We admire your dedication to the podcast on well, that. There one. you go. There you go. And another disappointing note: Condor Man is still not on Disney Plus. Yeah, I can't believe that. I I looked at some of the stills of it, and it's like, oh my god, that looks so fucking bad. I mean, it's got to be. He, he's right, got to be. Used to love Condor Man when we were kids. Oh my god, yeah! I sewed a little Condor Man costume for my Jaw action figure. <laughs> I loved it you so did. much. You did. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm that's with you. Fucking, I love Condor Man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be horrible though, right? It's got to be as bad. Oh, as, surely. Uh, we need to watch Condor Man and uh, uh, the John Ritter movie, The Hero. Uh, oh, Hero at Large. Hero at yes. Large. We got to watch that at some point. We got to find movie that. Also. Again, I think we remember those. <laughs> been, well, pro- yeah. Although, hey, John Ritter, everybody loves John Ritter, right? Who doesn't love John Ritter? I mean, come on. Everybody, everybody loves John Ritter. All right, well, let's just uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like we, we got a little bit of stuff going on in the What You Looking At. What you looking at? Well, I just got back from vacation, so I ain't looking at I haven't, obviously, have not looked at anything recently. But, Brian, you've, uh, I think you were looking at something, a movie that I uh, almost put on the streaming wheel after uh, Podman Ron gave me Red Dot, the Norwegian redneck horror movie. Uh, I was going to try to be cutesy and stick with the red theme with Blood Red Sky. I didn't do it. Uh, but, uh, Brian, you watched it anyway. I watched it anyway, and honestly, you probably should have. Wow. Have you have you watched it? I have not. Give us a synopsis. So, um, of this German movie. Netflix is bad about, you know, it's like they buy the movie, and then they don't really know how to promote the movie correctly, because there should be a twist in this movie. Um, and uh, But if... So, like, the, the descriptor doesn't really tell you what's going to happen. But then, like, when you see the, you know, the header come up when you're about to launch the movie and there's a, a giant vampire there, right, you realize, yeah. wait, Blood Red Sky, it's a vampire on a plane, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, it was really, 
it was really good. I, I think that what I enjoyed best of it, it's it's this director. And I need to see who he is. Uh, should probably, uh, if Ridley Scott is looking to make another Aliens movie, this guy should probably do it because there was there was a lot of like alien kind of tension and like kind of square off things happen in the movie. And I was like, man, this feels like a, this feels like a like an aliens type movie. Huh. Uh, like as I'm watching it, so I'm, I'm interested if you watch if if you if any of you guys watch it, you get the same vibe. But essentially, what happens is uh, you think this uh, this woman is flying to the U.S. I think they're leaving from like Denmark or somewhere. Okay, I was about to say and this is a foreign movie, right? It's a foreign movie. What's weird is they they cast Graham McTavish, who played Saint of Killers in a, oh, okay. um, Preacher. Yeah. And he's on Outlander. They cast so like so they put like English speaking actors in the film, and I don't know if they did that post production or oh, or what. Okay. But they've also got um, Dominic Purcell who plays Heatwave on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, right? And he was on oh, Prison okay. Break. Yep, yeah, yeah. So essentially, they're on a plane flying to America to get some sort of treatment, and you think she's going to get cancer treatment, right? right. And they talk about blood, bone marrow, and stuff like that. And while they're on the plane, and they they're talking about the planes getting the flights getting delayed, and she's talking about her schedule, and and they're going to arrive at night, and this kind of thing, and and you don't realize, well, she's needing to arrive at night because she can't um, disembark the plane, right? If she's a vampire in the sunlight, so um, uh, but then terrorists take over the plane, and you don't really know what their plot is, but one of the terrorists uh, shoots her, and uh, um, it starts off the chain of events because then she has to drink blood in order to survive right and then where she drinks the blood like uh the um they realize she's a vampire and slowly but surely the it, it, everything just spirals out of control while they're on the plane it's uh i think it, it was it was really really good it's foreign language it's dubbed um but uh i think I, part of the thing i like best about it is she's a nosferatu vampire it's not a it's not a Twilight vampire. She's right. the full on pointed ears, creepy looking. Yeah, that creepy ears. looking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Nosferatu. It, it, so uh, I really enjoyed this this movie. It, it was good. And basically, it starts with the plane landing, and they think it's just been hijacked. And so you've got the military saying, you know, come out of the plane, release the hostages, all that kind of stuff. And the whole thing is, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but the. Uh, yeah, the even that was pretty neat. The way it kind of snaps together at the end. So uh, yeah, All the right. uh, Blood Red Sky. I give it. A, I'd give it a four star. Oh yeah, I, I forgot to get PMR's rating on yeah. uh, Black Hole, but so four star. Okay, I uh, yeah, I think I will watch this. It's it's on my list of things to do. Uh, I, I will probably watch the Bob Ross documentary that just came out today beforehand. But uh, you know, we'll check out Blood Red Sky. Uh, Podman Ron, is it safe to say for Black Hole you're going to give it a one? Yeah, that, that'd okay. be Okay, I figured as that'd much, but all right, well. Safe bet. Now, I do have a retro review. Yeah. It, so, uh, if we already moved past retro reviews? We or? have. We, we oh. will do yeah. And welcome back to the retro retro review. No, there you go. Look at that. There you go, the retro review. So uh, I found something. I don't know why this popped into my head, but it popped into my head. I went and found it, and now that I mention it, uh, I got a feeling PMR is going to want to go find this and watch it as well. What movie is that? Uh, it's not a movie. Uh oh. It's a television show. 
from 2006. 2006. What was going on? It's a, uh, yeah. it's a, uh, right at the height of reality television, the sci-fi network tapped on the shoulder oh. of Marvel's, uh, oh my God. President Emeritus. Yes. Dan Lee, and, I remember this show. And and they created Who Wants to Be a Superhero. Yes. Oh that my was God. so sad. <laughs> it was, I watched that. <laughs> it's, it's 2006. So it's right at the cusp of I everything. It was around 2010. I didn't know Mm-mm. that. God. No, it's 2006. So it's right before Iron Man and, and everything blew up, wow. right? And, and, and where, uh, where where did you find this at? It's on Sci-Fi, the free Sci-Fi okay. app. All right. You can download it yep. and watch it. There's there was two seasons. I was gonna say, I, wasn't there two seasons to that? Yeah, there was two seasons, um, and and the stakes were uh, you if you won, Stanley would draw you into a comic book. Right. <laughs> draw. He can't draw. And then we'll write you into a comic book. But he would uh, um, write you into a comic book from Bam Studios, right? Or oh, Pal man. Studios. Uh, whichever, and then, but then, they were sci-fi made a TV movie of the week about the winner. That. Yeah, yeah, right. So this is the whole thing. It's like so. Not only am I trying to watch it, I'm trying to watch through. I'm trying to suffer through this, and I don't know. It's not. It's not really suffering because it's it's so like god awful. It's great. Uh, I want to. I want to power through it all the way up to watching the uh, the, the movie. TV movie. Yeah. But um, this is this is the synopsis from uh, the finale of season one. Just to kind of give you a uh, a teaser, of what this is: the three finalists had their potential comic book cover shown to them. Then they had the challenge to get uh, getting a school of children to vote for them after telling them the or- their origin story. Mm-hmm. Fat Mama, who was one of the superheroes, Fat Mama, yeah. Fat, Fat Mama won the children's vote. The next challenge was to track down the Dark Enforcer at Universal City Walk via planned clues with major victory winning. Fat Mama wanted to quit as she felt feedback deserved it more, but was convinced to stick it out by the other two. Major victory was then eliminated. Feedback won the first season over Fat Mama. The top three uh, winner feedback runner-up was Fat Mama, Major Victory, and, and Feedback. Uh, feedback got a figure made, or the top three got figures made by Shocker Toys. Uh, and then feedback appeared in the 2007 sci fi film Mega Snake. <laughs> but that that wasn't the movie, though, or was that the movie? That was the movie. That was so they, the movie. They, they okay. made it sound like it was going to be a movie about, about feedback. feedback. Yeah, okay. But instead, he, they, he was featured in Mega Snake. Gotcha. And I got to tell you, like, it's the setup of this show is. It's they're in the costume. They're all having to live in this house together. Right. It'll be stuff like uh, uh, go change in a phone booth discreetly into your right, costume. Right. That's stuff the like challenge. That. Yeah. And then at the end of every episode, Stan Lee comes on like the the Donald Trump character, and then fires a, a superhero. Right. And man, it is it, it's uh, it's gold. All it's right. so I bad. I, I remember, vaguely I remember, I remember it. Remember. Yeah. yeah. I watched it, so I, I need to go back. With Alex, you need to watch that. I, don't, I guess you. I don't know if you watched it with me back in the day. You may have. You were you, like, you probably don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't remember it. Well, if that's probably the right target audience too. Is about five. And I haven't made it there yet. I haven't made it into their backstory, but I think when you find out Feedback's origin story, his dad like 
killed himself or something. It's like it, it, it ping pongs between like this is absurd to this is really dark to uh, right. It's, yeah, it it's seemed so like that because the the contestants would make up their own history and all that stuff. So it was, I think, to your point, some of them would be like, "Oh, well, I was abused as a kid, so now I'm the you know anti abuser or something like yeah, that type yeah, stuff." Yeah. Just like, My uncle mm-hmm. touched me when I was little, so now I'm no touchy. <laughs> now I'm, <laughs> I'm the porcupine. <laughs> yeah, the porcupine. It's like shit like that. It's like yeah. it's like oh, this is funny. Oh, that's really fucking dark. <laughs> it's like so. It's like you and Stanley's got to listen to it. At it. <laughs> that's great. Well, I love two the seasons with it, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I don't think the season two had any real prizes, though, <laughs> from what I gathered. <laughs> so, they're they're few minutes of fame. You should look at each I one of them. Say, and see what doesn't doing. sound like season one had any prizes either. So. But yeah, I, uh, you, you download the Sci-Fi app. Um, it's a free app. Connect it to you. Know, you just sign in with your cable service, yep. and uh, they, both seasons are on the Sci-Fi app. All right. so, I, mean, I would I would be more interested in finding out where these people are now. I mean, you know, I mean that was 15 years ago. I mean, where are these people? Fe- fe- feedbacks on the street of uh, Hollywood yeah. and uh, right outside of Man's Theater. You can get a picture real with story. What was that show, Timeless, a few years back on NBC? But feedback actually appeared on Timeless. Oh. Like he's got some actual IMDb credits at this no. point. Well, you know, I mean, some of these people are just actors anyway, and yeah, they just completely. want to be on a show. So, yeah, I, I get that. The, the fallacy of reality TV, Podman Ron, is broke it, broke it open completely here. That's it, man. Yeah. It's all not true. There was Cell Phone Girl, Nitro G. Oh, in the first episode, if you remember this, uh, Rhodey Art was one of the characters, and he was a plant by Stan Lee. Uh, to find out ah. if they were they, if they were at the, if they were in the competition for the right reasons, right. and so the first episode they revealed that Rodi Art was a, was a plant, and he and uh, he tells Stan like who should get eliminated. Wow! So all right, lots of controversy there. I have to go back and relive those fond memories from two thousand six. Uh, all right. Well, you know I've got a lot of catching up to do, and I do want to catch up with Titans. Um, we didn't talk about that. Uh, I know Brian, you watched it. Alex, PMR, have you? Are you guys going to stick with Titans? I know you guys were maybe a little bit sketchy about it. I binged the first four. I still need to watch episode five, but it's it's, it's still a pile of dog shit. But it's more entertaining dog shit. I okay, guess. all right, High, a higher quality dog shit. Yeah, it's like the emoji dog shit instead of actual dog. <laughs> PMR. Yeah, you know, I agree with Alex on this, only because it's it's really weird. I don't, I don't think I've ever saw a show that is such a train wreck and just terrible acting and just goofy plots, but I'm just drawn to it. But it's you just like it. weird. Huh. I, yeah, it's like, I guess because they've done such a kind of a decent job of making these characters kind of fit some of the comics. That right. And it hits some of the beats of the story that that part's entertaining, but but then they I don't know. It's just hard to explain. It's just it's a weird it's a weird combo. I love watching <laughs> in slow motion. It's fantastic. You, you love like, boy, watching who what? in slow motion? I love watching train wrecks in slow motion. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's it, it's it's. I love it's, the first episode. The first episode is great. Yeah, the second episode was decent, and then the I, I feel like the third and fourth episode just went off the rails. Well, bad, 
but it has enough charm to it. Yeah. That I'm like, I'll stick around. I don't mind. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm not going out of my way to like, like, I'm not not enjoying myself. Like, I'm having a fun time. (laughs) Also, am able to recognize that I won't recommend this to anyone ever. Like, I'm not going to tell someone you should really watch Titans. Because no, you shouldn't. Don't hurt yourself. But I'm having fun. <laughs> I uh, I watched the fifth episode, and the fifth episode is really kind of like the uh, it flashes back, and you kind of see how uh, Red Hood got to where he's at at, the, at this oh, point. Okay. And it was honestly probably the strongest episode. It's uh, you know none of the Titans appear in it other than um, uh, Red Hood, and uh, well, there's a cameo, but Ooh, and then um, Batman. But it's a lot of, of Red Hood and Batman. And so you get to see uh, this version of Batman a lot. And honestly, uh, it's very, I like the dynamic between the two. Like, he's, like I, I appreciate him more as a Batman after episode five than I did before. And, and I kind of liked him before. But um, Leslie Thompson is, is there. Episode five is a really solid episode. Uh, episode four, however... Uh, there was one thing I noticed. It, like, I kept getting the creepy vibe every time they talked about that cabin in the woods. And so there's this cabin, and basically Dick takes um, Scarecrow there because he, he's trying to lure out Red Hood to come after Scarecrow. And uh, so it's just, it's just this cabin out in the woods, and uh, uh, Scarecrow's like, well, why would, why would uh, Robin, you know, why would uh, uh, Red Hood come for us here? He goes, oh, well. Bruce brought me here, and he brought Jason here to, to train. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it he brings he, them all. Weird. <laughs> he brings them out into this cabin in the woods, and then like about three quarters of the way through the episode, it, it dawned on me: there's only one bed. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> did yeah, you guys is, notice that? <laughs> I didn't notice that, but it, it, it did have a creepy vibe. There's only one because it's all just one room, and it's like, oh, there's one bed. There's nowhere <laughs> else to sleep. Bruce. Yep. Oh, yeah, it did have a creepy vibe to it. So, well, you know, I thought what was stupid about that fourth episode was the whole Black Star. You know, you know, she was in prison even after you know she was going to kill Starfire at the end of season two, and then all of a sudden she's in this prison. It doesn't even touch on the fact about her going after Starfire. She's just all of a sudden in this prison. And then Starfire just breaks her out of this prison, decides that, oh, you know what? I don't want her to be in prison anymore, so I'm just going to break her out, and she's just going to hang around with us now. It's just... Yeah, I feel like that was... terrible a, writing. It was a consolation prize to the actress that plays Coriander, right? And it's like, oh, you're going to have this whole episode, or you're going to have an episode where it focuses on your story arc, and it's like, that was it. So it's like they had this dangling thread about Blackfire, and it's like, okay, now it's over. Uh, but and she got her episode because the episode before that you kind of had like Beast Boy's episode where he got to like have his tantrum, and then uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's all it's all the Batman show at this point. Yeah, the bat the best thing is, and I've said it since he premiered. I really like this Batman. He always just reminds me of the brave and bold Batman from the cartoon. He reminds me of what Adam West probably would have been if he was a little bit of, of a tougher Batman. Um, it's just a. I just like this actor playing an older Batman. It's yeah, for really, me, for me, he's kind of an amalgam between the uh, Adam West Batman and kind of like the Neil Adams Batman. 
That's the kind of the vibe I get. Like he's not even even like the slender sort of frame. I can see him look in costume, looking like the Neil Adams Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can so. see that. Yeah, I, I I like him. I like him a lot. I think, I think that's great casting on their part with him. Um, I hope they stick around. I I I, I guess we'll never see him in a costume, but it would be kind of cool to see him in a costume. <clears throat> All right, well, that's just one more fucking show i got to catch up with, I guess. Podman Ron, are you heading out for a coffee break, buddy, at uh, 1130? No, no, i got to be out of the door. you got to get the hell out of there. I don't blame you. Yeah, i got to get the hell out. All right, well, speaking of getting the hell out, I think we uh, need to be getting the hell out of there. Again, i got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Um, And so Shang-Chi comes out next Thursday, next Friday, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's next Friday. All well, right, any the third? I'm not so sure. I'll go see it, but uh, we'll go see. Hey, Brad, go with uh, Alex. will be in town. Oh, you should go with us Saturday morning. We'll go Saturday early Saturday morning. <sighs> uh, that may be a possibility. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, is anybody planning on attending Dragon Con? Uh, I don't know. Uh, when is it? Labor Day weekend, also. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, the big one, though, is Cl- Chris Claremont. Are you coming up? No. Uh, I don't know. Alex, are you going to be home for Labor Day? Labor Day is next week. and Oh, okay. So it's the same weekend that she, Shang-Chi opens? Shang-Chi, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go if Alex wants to go. Only if Alex goes. So if I go, we all go. Nah. All right. Well, uh, every, I think Alex is falling asleep here. So get your rest. Rest up for Shang Chi. But until next time, Brian, let's save it for the podcast.